Hello friends and folks and welcome to Scanline Media's 2021 Gimmick Awards as we assemble to talk about the year that was games and anime and Scanline's coverage thereof. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. I'm Jennifer Uncle from Scanline Media. I'm Kyrie Page, associated with Scanline Media. And we're assembling today to talk about the Welcome Back, one of our 15 Gimmick Award categories. We're going to be looking for one winner and two or more runners-up, depending on if we decide more is appropriate. Um, these are games that have had uh, re-releases in, in 2021 that we feel are, uh, you know, are particularly welcome. Welcome uh, we back. Have a nice... Welcome back. It's good to have video games. I just think about the theme to Welcome Back, Cotter, whenever I see this category name. What do you know about Welcome Back, Cotter, like, as a show, like, right now? Just off the top of the dome. (laughs) Okay, I know that it stars John Travolta, and I know that it has that theme song. Okay, perfect, great. That's about as much cultural context you need for (laughs) Welcome Back, Cotter. Anyway, (laughs) let's, uh... Now, yep. this is uh, this is one of the categories where Kyrie just put down everything she could think of. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, We've played most of these. Yeah, that's yeah, true. But, but also, like, you've made a list that's quite artificially long. Well, it'll, that just gives us more stuff to cut when we go through it. I suppose. we Listen, we already recorded a two-hour one. I would hope this one's not two hours as well. I guess we'll see. Folks, you know, we, folks we, at home are looking at the runtime and, you know, having thoughts. Yeah, I I think we'll make some quick cuts. Like, look, I, I got on a... Listen, I may or may not have Wikipedia articles open and just tried to fill out the list like you asked me to. That's not... Okay, f- okay fine. Let me add food poop cars <laughs> like i can write shit down too kyrie they have to be worth writing uh, some of these are pretty good uh, <laughs> yeah i want to i want to have a conversation about just pretty much all of these so i think there's something interesting huh. in pretty much all of these okay uh well kyrie why don't you uh ask jen to read the list hey jen why don't you read the list <laughs> okay thanks babe so we're starting out we have shin megami tensei nocturne hd Death Stranding, the director's cut, uh, The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, Ninja Gaiden Collection, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game complete edition, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury, SNK vs. Capcom, the match of the millennium, Neo Geo Pocket, Famicom Detective Club, the girl who stands behind, and the missing heir, Virtua Fighter V, Ultimate Showdown, No More Heroes, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD, Castlevania Advance Collection, Super Monkey Ball, Banana Mania, Shadow Man Remastered, Judgment, the Xbox Series X and PS5 versions, Control Ultimate Edition, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Metopia, <laughs> um, Alan Wake Remastered, Near Replicant, I'm not reading those numbers, <laughs> uh, Quake, and Pokemon Brilliant Diamond slash Shining Pearl. So it sounds like you don't have a lot of passion for near replicant. Sounds like we should just go ahead and cut. No, 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 no. You're not even willing to read its name. I mean, okay, you, you want me to care? do it? <laughs> near replicant version one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine dot dot dot. Otherwise known as ellipses. Yes. 
I had to look, like, when I was adding this to the list, I had to, like, check it, like, three times to make sure the number was right. Hey, yeah. Kyrie. What? You want to cut in your replicant? Let's you talk about cutting your replica. Let's talk about the other cuts. Uh, that right, we can make. The easier ones. Let's go through sure. some of. Let's. You know what? We can lightning round some of these. Um. So I'm mostly glad that there is finally a way to play Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game, on like a modern platform. Like uh-huh. that was a novel thing back in the day. It's mostly like a mood and aesthetic. I really like the pixel art. You know, the music by Anamanaguchi is really good. Kind of a graphic novel thing, really. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, like, it, you know, I remember liking this game on the 360. It hasn't aged particularly well. Its levels are a little too long and just... Like, I, I remember, like, Jen and I were playing it. Like, we got on Switch and it was like... The, le- the first level of, like, even though you're playing, like, another, like... Another winter is, like, blaring. Like, it's a long level. It's not that well-designed of a game, but it's still, like, a fun, like, kind of novel thing to have. And it's nice that, you know, it has all the DLC and stuff. But we can cut it. Um, I just kind of am glad that it's back on modern platforms, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I'm of a mind that even the, like, games that are, like, like, again, this isn't a bad game, but this is just more a broader statement. Like, games should be preserved and be able to be played on modern platforms. And I'm glad that you can play Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game. till it gets taken down again, inevitably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something that it's nice that's there again, but it's one of those things that lives on better in memory. Mm-hmm. I have three really quick cuts we can do. I, I feel like... Well... I'd say four quick cuts, actually. <laughs> All right. I'm listening. Uh, Judgment, Control, Mass Effect, and Alan Wake. Like, uh, I certainly agree on Mass Effect. That one's uh, that one's easy. Also, Judgment. Pretty much the same reason where they're worse than the original forms. Worse than the original. The lighting engines are bad, and, like, it's just... You, you can play Judgment on it. Like, playing the PS4 version of Judgment is better than the PS5 and Xbox Series X version. And Mass mm-hmm. Effect Legendary Edition, those PC ports are fine. Like, the, like you could just play the original 360 ports on an Xbox Series X. Like, it's so... It's a whole thing. Um, same also, I kind of agree with, like, Alan Wake Remastered. Um, like, I'm glad that, again, you can buy it on a modern... You can buy it, like, for... It's slightly prettier, but, like... You can already buy Alan Wake on PC and Xbox, you know? And like, it doesn't come with American Nightmare. Like, if you're going to do, like, yeah. this collection yeah. thing, why is, does it not include American Nightmare? Yeah, again, like, my argument should be we should preserve the, that part. Even though I remember us playing American Nightmare on stream and not loving it, it's like... American Nightmare rules. If you, yeah. maybe you played maybe you played the writer or one of the original DLCs that did legitimately suck ass. <laughs> I think it was more just trying to make an entertaining stream thing, and it didn't work out that way. Like but, I, um, I love the concept of like a looping game, but like streaming it is like it's better to like play it yourself. Fair, but yeah, fair. have have American Nightmare in there. Like that was like a cool piece of experimental DLC, and Alan Wake's a cool game. But, like, you can just kind of get the original version on Epic and whatever. Mm-hmm. But you, you seem to have objected about Control Ultimate Edition. 
I just I just thought like I I'm also fine with cutting it. I just think mentioning it in the same breath as Judgment and Mass Effect, which are like actually worse versions of the game, is a little unfair. That's all. That's fair. Yeah. My my reason for like picking those four specifically is that they were recent enough that saying welcome back. Well, it felt like they weren't as impressive at, of returns as everything else. Like controls only. Like was the game even a year old when Ultimate Edition came out? It was it was a year old. Yeah. Like uh originally they were planning on releasing Ultimate Edition close to when the new consoles came out, but it ended up being delayed to earlier this year, so it's definitely been a, a year since between Control and Control Ultimate Edition. Just like yeah, it it's definitely a better version of that game because everything loads quick and can the frame rate is stable and stuff, but, uh, yeah, it's, I just look at some of the, these other options and they're like, okay, you put in some work to bring these older games in. Um, I'm actually going to take a moment. I, um, I played a decent chunk of the Ninja Gaiden collection. Um, it's actually pretty disappointing for a pretty simple reason. Okay. Um, they went with, the like for for one and two they went with the sigma versions of those games right now ninja gaiden one sigma i like they made like mostly i think it's better changes i think there are a few things that are kind of dumb they do some like changing to like enemy layouts that's one of those ones where uh <laughs> you know abnormal mappings jackson would get really up in arms but i'm just not that hardcore about the individual level design of ninja gaiden right right um ninja gaiden sigma two is worse than ninja gaiden 2 yeah and it's very frustrating that they gave us like they couldn't even there could have been a a work done to be like let's roll the sigma additions into the the base of ninja gaiden 2 which is a a better game right like i i mean i don't know like the type of work it would take because i think did they lose the like master code of like those original ninja gaiden games on xbox I, I don't know because they're not, you know, it's a Japanese studio. They don't tend to talk about that sort of thing. What I do know is that there is a sort of a dogmatic line that has been drawn because the Sigma versions are the versions of the team that's still there. And one and two are the products of Itagaki's leadership. Right. And uh, they're not. I think they're pretty glad he's gone. And yeah. that's fair. But the fact remains that two is a better game than Sigma two. Yeah. And also, like, even if it was a situation in which they lost, like, the original code or something, like, there's a game on this list that, like, also was a game that, like, again, I don't know about Ninja Gaiden, but, like, one of the games on this list definitely lost its original code, and they did a lot of work to, like, bring it to modern consoles, so, yeah. Yeah, Death Stranding, really amazing they pulled that off. Yeah, exactly. You know, Kojima, every time he makes a game, he just throws it in just the trash. Just a genius, yeah. Yeah, he's a genius artur. Why did I forget Death Stranding in the list of, like, control and judgment and all that? Because that... it's better than them. Okay. <laughs> it's a better remaster. If you want to have, like, whatever your thoughts on Death Stranding, which I probably mostly agree with you, Death Stranding Director's Cut does a way better job of leaning in on the things about Death Stranding that work. 
They gave, did they give Norman Reedus a jetpack in that uh, Dork? The, it, has, it has a jetpack. You can build a racetrack to do kart races. They have VR challenge, VR missions and stuff. It's the, the additions are really good. Like, I think Death Stranding Director's Cut is the ultimate way to replay Death Stranding, a game I did not finish, because I know now not to pay any fucking attention when anyone talks. <laughs> and just to have fun with the gameplay, which is fucking good. Yeah. The gameplay of, like, Death Stranding is really something. And although, unfortunately, Death Stranding Director's Cut, uh, they got they didn't have the monster logo on the energy drinks. <laughs> it's that true, normally... it's true. Yeah, so it sounds just a generic, like, energy drink. Like, Well, now it's Bridges Energy, which means that the, the like, basically... Imagine if FedEx made their own energy drink that they sold exclusively to their employees, which is also kind of good and fucked. <laughs> which is like dystopian in a way that I could expect in a uh, in a Kojima game, but also the I love the idea of like having a canteen in that game that turns it in rainwater into monster energy drink. That <laughs> is so that. <laughs> that is so fucking funny. Um, I think we should just like. Let's just, you know, we're gonna leave Death Stranding Director's Cut on the like on the table, I think. I think that's I think that's good that's in contention. Um like not yeah, like it's gonna be competitive, and I think like Death Stranding Director's Cut is probably mm-hmm. in the conversation. Um Well, Metopia shouldn't be on this list anymore. I mostly wanted to put it on this list to talk about how fucking weird of a port Metopia is, like you are porting a game that its entire central hook, its central gimmick, is tied to a system that is not on the Switch anymore. Yep. yep. Yeah. Like, it's such a weird decision to be like, you know, the me arc the me like architecture system was like it was dying out by the time the Wii U came out, but like even the Wii U supported it, right? Mm-hmm. Like you had three you know, consoles, you know, the Wii, 3DS, and Wii U that supported these systems, and then Switch just dropped it. The most you can do with a Mii now on Switch is, like, make your little, like, icon for, like, your friends list that nobody, like, uses. And then use it in this and then Smash. Yeah. And and I guess in Mario Kart, actually. Yeah, Mario Mario Kart as well, but, like, even, like, the Mii Fighter in Smash, it's more like... Like, sm- like, the Smash developers had to, like, put in, like, their own engine of, like, me creation in there. Yeah, it's, true. Yeah, Miitopia is, like, just such a fucking weird choice. It's not a very good game, <laughs> is the other thing. Not very good. Like, at least when you played it on 3DS, you had the gimmick of, like, oh, all my friends and, like, you know, the people that I street pass with are in this game. That's kind of novel. But then it's, like... You know, for Miitopia on Switch, it's like, oh, it uses, like, community and really popular Miis. So you get, like, five Waluigis or whatever. It's... Mm-hmm. it's that or thing. every time you meet an NPC, you have to go to a character creator. Yeah. Which Slows fun. it down completely. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, another quick cut that we can kind of make... Um, I think there's, like, another category I kind of want to talk about, like, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. I mostly want to just talk about Bowser's Fury. Like, the Super Mario 3D World port is pretty good. Like, you know, it's the port of the Wii U game. 
it is, you know, it's Super Mario 3D World, one of the best platformers Nintendo's, like, made, like, ever. And it's, like, playable on the Switch, and that's great. And it's easy to, like, you know, hand a Joy-Con over and it plays well. But that's kind of all they did. They Was online yeah. play was online play on the Wii U version? No, it wasn't. So they did do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also, like... They didn't fix Rosalina. Yeah. Why Why the fuck didn't you fix Rosalina? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, it goes. Yeah, um, like, the Bowser's Fury part is, like, more interesting that, to me than, like... Like, again, I'm glad we can play Super Mario 3D World in, like, on the Switch and online. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Bowser's Fury is going to be an interesting conversation on another list, but, yeah, we can cut it. Yeah, I also am kind of surprised they didn't do the work to put 3D Land in there. But 3D Land is so good. 3D Land is the best Mario game they've ever made. Um, it's really fucking good. <laughs> but uh, I see Jen is suggesting a cut. Yep, Virtua Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown. Um, it's great that they brought Virtua Fighter to the next generation of consoles, but uh, like, it's it's just Virtua Fighter Five again. It's just Virtua Fighter Five, and it's just their their twentieth port of Virtua Fighter Five. Yeah, and it's in, in by bringing it back, it's even more clear that the series is dead as a doornail, and like they're making it accessible to the people who still care, but there's no sense that they want to continue it in any form other than here's Virtua Fighter Five again. Mm-hmm. You can buy Yakuza costumes now because, uh, oddly enough, in the background of Virtual Fi- Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown, they like redid the game in the Ryo Gagotoku like engine, right? Or no, not yeah. Ryo. Yeah, the Dragon Engine. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, they redid it in the Dragon Engine, but like they did all this work to remake it, and then not to sound like a cliche stickler or whatever, but like no rollback netcode, really, <laughs> like. It's like the the delay based netcode is fine, but like, it's it's one of those things where it's like it's really hard to go back once you've experienced really good netcode, you know. Mm. More concerning than rollback netcode though is the way that they have like a server based system that is basically turns into like an always online game if you want to get into any sort of matches that uh, eventually they'll just shut down. There's no peer-to-peer thing within it whatsoever. Really? There's no peer-to-peer? No. Hmm. That's a problem. Like, I know they said, like, oh, if enough people play this, you know, we'll, we'll maybe do Virtual Fighter 6, but, you know, Sega's been saying that probably for years at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, they don't, you know, how many is enough people? They're just saying that so people buy it. Yeah. Like, buy it's DLC whenever, or whatever. When companies say that now, it is a two-fold, like, empty promise to keep people on the hook and also a, a, a like an implicit blaming of the fans for not getting their own sequel yeah it's just a load of shit um i have no fucking patience for you know well listen if you try hard enough you know if you, it's, you better clap or tinkerbell's gonna die like, shut the fuck up dark stalkers is not dead i also want to cut super monkey ball banana mania yeah okay it, like, I like, again, being able to, like, those remastered levels uh, from Super Monkey Ball have a lot of affinity for them. It is pretty cute that you can, you know, play as Kiryu in a little ball uh, and you collect energy drinks rather than bananas. 
they broke the progression. They broke the way that it plays. Like, it just, instead of, like, having these secret super hard levels that you can unlock, it just dumps you into them as you're going along without any doing any sort of skill checks. So if you're just casually playing it and just playing each level pack, all of a sudden, it, even on the beginner mode, it's going to jump you, it's going to throw you into hell. And it's like, hey, I guess this is great for people who have played a bunch of Monkey Ball in the past, but for people who just want to kind of get into it and play some of the easy levels and nope out when it gets too hard, it's... I feel like it really breaks the flow of the game in a severe way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to cut Skyward Sword HD. Okay. If they'd gotten rid of dowsing, maybe we could have this conversation. <laughs> but what is... they... Didn't real, do enough. Real quick, what is dowsing? Are you familiar with dowsing for water? Yeah, I, I'm familiar with, with the, the sticks. Yeah. Imagine if you had to do that every time you had a new objective. That sucks. Um, yeah, it blows. Also, yeah. Also, they sold an amiibo and put a game mechanic behind it. And that's that's no. You're buying into the hype, Jen. That's not. Okay. That amiibo did fuck all. It was not necessary. Okay. Like, I, 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 I know why people got worked up. It sounded bad. Then you actually played the game, and it didn't matter. Right. Like, I will say, like, that game is, like, looks nice, but that just more, like, belies to, like, how, you know, how good that, like, how good Skyward Sword looked on the Wii. You know, they just basically up everything. Yeah, um, I guess a, a, a big thing I'm looking for in this category are for, is for you not to just bring the game back, but to mm-hmm. make adjustments to make it relevant again, right? Exactly. Um, which is why, honestly, we're arguing for a third, because we already have two locked, I think. I think The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles and I think Famicom Detective Club are locks. Wow. Okay. I mean... They went above and beyond. They just did. Yeah, let's talk about Famicom Detective Club a little for a little bit. Like, I think it is definitely in the conversation. Yeah, like, I'm. It, it's not my first time playing an NES visual novel. Like, I played uh, Portopia Serial Murder Case as part of uh, my other podcast, Novel Not New, and had a great time with it. But uh, she always excludes me. Yeah, I know. It's like I'm not even here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chopped liver six. six. Did you did you end up playing Famicom Detective Club at all six? Nope. Okay, but yeah, it, what they did here is really impressive. Like it's still the same game mechanics and everything like that. Like what you're just dealing with is changes in the audiovisual presentation. But like they got mages to work on this, and I've had a rocky history. They got with mages ma- to work on it. They enchanted this game. <laughs> it's pretty magical. Uh, but yeah, the, the company mages, um, who they are... employ mage. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, you just gotta talk to the company mage. She'll sort things right out. <laughs> They're a pretty beloved developer in terms of official novels, and they kind of went overboard with this game, like the amount of detail in all the characters the animation just like the still animation of them breathing or just like the reactions some of the close-ups you get like it's all beautiful stuff and it all got voice acted as well with megumi ogata playing the protagonist in both the missing heir and the girl who stands behind and uh 
I found myself tearing up over an NES game at points, and that's pretty impressive, I'd say. Yeah, like I, I would look at like I would I like I um would hang out with Jen, watch her play, and we would you know work on like scenes or whatever like in the game. And Famicom Detective Club, even though it has like the issues of being like you know this is like they basically just straight up like you could do a you could look at a walkthrough of the original Famicom De- Detective Club and the mechanics have not changed one bit like mm-hmm. but the things that they have done is really impressive visually audio like audio wise like they make it look like a really it's like it is a very modern game with a lot of like really great touches like things that you didn't have to do but they went above and beyond. Like I remember, there was a scene in which um, the char- like the main character, is um, talking to a police officer. In the background, you see like other cops in the background, like investigating the body. And then there's like onlookers, and they're all animated, and they have these little animation loops, and it just breathes a certain amount of life into it. Like Famicom Detective Club is really stylish and just you know really like it is really fun to play this game and you can just see like how it influenced visual novels you know from there on in you know like you can see like the ideas that would be refined and present in like the ace attorney series and just like visual novels in general um and i I also feel like it's important to say like we we've said that it's um it doesn't like that the gameplay is unchanged, but like, unlike some of these other like things, you can t- like that's a deliberate decision. It's not because they decided they didn't have the funding to do that. With the way they've upped the production values, it was a very deliberate choice to be like, no, we want the gameplay to stay the cha- same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like it is there to like it is like probably the best thing that you can do with a remake or remaster, which is bring a game into a modern context to allow people to understand why this like game was important and famicom detective club like does an astounding job at this yeah Mm -hmm. like i like i don't know if we want to like italicize things on the list alone like to figure out like which ones are going to be like in the top three conversation but i would you know Famicom Detective Club is definitely under consideration. And we will talk about Great Ace Attorney once we get to the top three. Um, but I also think that's pretty much a lock. Right. Uh, you were going to star Death Stranding? No, I don't know if I can yet. I, th- okay. I mean, because at that point, then we've starred three. Sure. And, you know, maybe we'll do more than three, but I, I bet we won't. Um, what the fuck is Shadow Man Remastered? Uh, Shadow Man Remastered... So, there was a fairly popular comic series in the 90s called Shadow Man, and uh, since Acclaim at some point bought Valiant Comics and did lots of licensed games from them, like, Shadow Man was one of the games they did. Like, uh, it's basically a game where you're playing this immortal undead warrior situation, and you're basically jumping between the normal world and dead side to um basically carry out the will of this um 
voodoo practitioner. And um, yeah, it was a pretty beloved game at the time. And Night Dive did their Night Dive thing and they brought it to modern consoles and PC with great amount of detail. And they did that thing where they combined some of the visual options and the features from a few releases into one thing. And that's always kind of neat. Um, did they, like... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they also, like, bring in elements from, like, the N64 release of Shadow Man? Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Like, they... When Night Dive approaches releases like this, they tend to look into ways like, okay, these various console versions were different. What can we do to, like, smush them together into one product? And... Yeah, it's another one of those, and they did a really solid job with it. Like, I will say, playing it today, it is kind of rough just in terms of, like, you don't have a map, and some of the areas are pretty samey, and it can take a moment to kind of get used to the way progression works, but uh, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm glad that, I'm glad that someone is out there bringing games like this back. Yeah, like, Night Dive right now is working on, like, an adaptation of, like, a weird, like, Egyptian-themed shooter that was on the PlayStation and Saturn, but the different versions were, like, night and day, and they're working on, like, creating something of, like, a simulacrum of, like, both of those games. Like, it's really cool. Like, I, I mostly, like, I think what Night Dive is doing is, like, pretty worthwhile. Like, taking these, like, old games and not just getting them running on modern hardware, but, like, you know, kind of like what we're doing this for this category is, like, you know, touching them up and, like, adding features and doing things to make it, like, this is a good version of this game to, like, to understand why this game was important. Like, I don't think a Shadow Man remastered, like, is in our top three, but... You know, shout-outs to the Night Dive Studios, you know? Yeah, there's actually another Night Dive game here on here anyway that I think is even more impressive, so we can go ahead and cut Shadow Man, I think. Okay, we'll do so then. Um, is I'm glad No More Heroes is back. Yeah. It is, however, just No More Heroes. Yeah, it's just, you know, No More Heroes. You know, they retained the motion control stuff like although the one thing they can't replicate and this is like this is just like such a silly thing and they just can't replicate it on the switch um i always really like that part in no more heroes in which you're about to fight the boss and mm. you get a phone call from your handler and you have to physically pick up the wii remote and hold it to your ear it was good it's really good i think they you know, No More Heroes use that. Um, Silent Hill Shattered Memories use that to incredible effect. Um, but, like, they just couldn't, you know, bring that over for the Switch and PC versions. So. But, mm -hmm. again, it's nice to be able to play No More Heroes again. Um, and we can also say the same thing about SNK versus Capcom Match of the Millennium. Um, again, it's just a really good version of that game. I'm glad that the studio that is... Doing it is adapting these Neo Geo Pocket games. Like, their first um, ad like port was Gal Fighter, I think. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. And it's, like, it's got, like, you know, you know, local multiplayer on the thing, even though the original Neo Geo Pocket release, you know, didn't have local multiplayer. 
And so you can play, you know, the Neo Geo version of Match of the Millennium on one console. That's pretty cool. Um, and I'm glad that they're doing more of that stuff. But also, it's just like, man, wouldn't it be cool if SNK versus Capcom got ported to a modern system? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> like the full game. Mostly CBS 2. CBS 2 is so good. Come um, on. Come on. CBS 2 HD would be. That'd yeah. be phenomenal. Um, um, I want to cut Pokemon. Yeah. Okay. I think they're buggy, unambitious remakes of some of the worst Pokemon games. Yeah. Like, as charming as the new art style is, like, I, I'm still charmed by the art style. But that's not the main problem. So you're right. It's buggy. It's a mess. And it's like like diamond and pearl like i have a lot of nostalgia for diamond and pearl but if you really go back and play diamond and pearl like it was you know pokemon teams like first crack at like you know the ds like pokemon games and a few years later they you know find ways to nail it with you know pokemon black 2 and white 2 yeah the the black and white games are pretty amazing mm-hmm. um and yeah i mean well, like i've i've I feel like with Diamond and Pearl paint playing those original games, and I I got these vibes from these remakes as well. So it's it's not just the original games, but I had uh, this is gonna make me some enemies. I had the experience I had with Final Fantasy Nine, right? <laughs> Where I liked parts of it, and then at a certain point in the game, I like I blinked, right? And I was like, okay, I'm in the middle of a dungeon. I don't know what this dungeon is. I don't know why I'm here. I don't remember the last thing that I did that like stuck in my memory like it's like i've been like (laughs) it's like i've been sleepwalking for six hours and i was like okay i'm fucking done yeah shame because you know i like those older pokemon games and they deserve to be remade but like it was also really funny like just funny in like a cosmic way or whatever of like there's like a big puzzle in like an ice gym or whatever, but they added diagonal walking, so speedrunners instantly found out that you could just skip the entire gym and go straight to the leader by just <laughs> walking diagonally at a certain, like, piece of the environment and just going up the stairs. Like, nice. it was found instantly, and it's like, on some level, I like the idea of, like, you know, these Pokemon games in the last couple of years have been generally pretty solid, but this one's a buggy mess, so you know the speed tech is gonna be buck wild but that's it that's kind of like the most interesting thing about brilliant diamond and shining pearl i mean i also had my problems with uh sword and shield i'm really hoping that legends brings it back yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to legends arceus uh later this month um i guess this will be because there's such a stiff competition i definitely wanted to talk about shin megami tensei nocturne hd um you know this was the game I alluded to earlier. You know, they it is an unfortunate problem that a lot of like classic PS2 games, you know, of the era, like their source code is just gone. Um, mm-hmm. Like Kingdom Hearts famously ran into this problem, right? Where they had to like reprogram and recode this game from retail copies. And that's like a really fucking hard thing to do. And um, SMT Nocturne HD... Um, is was kind of like released as sort of almost like a way to 
get people excited for the upcoming SMT5. Because SMT5 is closer in style to Nocturne than it is the previous game, SMT4. But no, Nocturne is still a pretty good game, all things considered. It has like a really weird vibe to it. Um, they rewrote the script. Um, they rewrote, retranslated the script, got new voice acting for the English version. They kept the Japanese dub intact. Um, but they got, you know, like the apparently the translation on the PS2 version is pretty rough. Um, so I'm glad that they did the work to go back and, you know, re-record the lines. Like, even when they brought, like, they managed to even bring back the Dante stuff from, like, the English version of, or for the, I think that's specifically, I don't know if Dante was in the European release. I think he might have been. I know he was in the English version, like the yeah. American version. Yeah, so. he was in the American version for sure. And it was kind of cool that they got, you know... They, they added back in the Dante fight and how Dante can join your team, which is just such a, like, bizarre thing, you know, if you think about it, like, in context, because it's, like, DMC2 Dante, and it's, like, I don't know, it's a whole thing. But they got, like, the Dante voice actor to come back and re-record new lines. Um, so, I don't know. Like, SMT Nocturne HD is... It's still a pretty cool game, but they're still rough around the edges. Like, again, they had to go off of, like, retail code. So, like, when they cut to, like, an FMV cutscene, instead of being 16 by 9 by the, like the rest of the game is, it shrinks to 4 by 3 and they add, like, fuzzy, like, bars to the side, right? To fill in the picture, which is, like, again, you know, it's not the best solution. It's a solution to a problem. Um... But it is nice to be able to play SMT Nocturne on, like, modern hardware. But mm -hmm. with the other games that we have on this list, I think there are more remarkable games. I could, I see three already that I would take over SMT Nocturne HD, but I wanted to shout it out. Like, yeah. it is good. They they really should remaster the uh, Raida Kuzunoha games, though. Oh, God. I was, the I was looking those up the other day. I, I might try to talk to my sister she has a copy of one that i think she's barely played and she doesn't even really play games anymore and i would be like sis how much <laughs> yeah don't look um, at ebay before you say a price <laughs> yeah 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 uh also also before you know i think the playstation store is still up for ps3 they have those on the ps3 store like mm. both of those games you can download onto a ps3 but you can also hack a PS3 and add it, but there's something about having the physical disc, but... There really is. Come um, on, bring back Raido Kuzunoha. Like, Raido Kuzunoha, as hell. he's so cool. Um, and it is really cool that in Nocturne HD, you can play the original Japanese version where you get to team up with Raido Kuzunoha. Mm -hmm. uh, and the last, I think, easy cut on this list will be the Castlevania Advance Collection. There's one more easy cut, but sure. Okay. Um, Castlevania, <laughs> Castlevania Advance Collection, um, I think, I forget who did the porting work for this one, um, it's a nice way to play those games, um, I, the one feature I kind of want to shout out for Castlevania Advance Collection is that you can turn on a mode that, like, the GBA sound chip could do some, like, really cool things, but it was also, like, a piece of shit, and it's, like, it's mm -hmm. an endearing piece of shit, I love the GBA sound chip, um, but again, it, it's still a piece of shit. So one of the things that you can do in GBA Advanced Collection is that you have two options when it comes to the sound. 
you could have it basically emulate the GBA sound chip and have like the kind of crinkly, like sort of semi-crinkly noise that got added in the process. So it sounds like how it sounds like in your memory. Or you could turn on the really clean version, like as if the limitations of the sound chip weren't there. And you get like a really nice full sound to the soundtrack of those games. Mm -hmm. And I think you can also play like the Japanese versions on there, which is kind of a standard thing now with these like legacy collections um, that you can play. Go ahead. Uh, Sorry, I was going to change it. Go ahead. Sure. I was just going to say like with, you know, these legacy collections, there's now like kind of an expectation that you can play both the English and Japanese releases of a game. Um, they even did that on like the uh, Sega Genesis Mini, which was like pretty cool. Um, they didn't have to do that, but for these like modern collections on modern hardware, like it's pretty much kind of an expectation that you can do mm-hmm. that. Um, and they also have like, was it the SNES version of Rondo of Blood? Oh, yes. no, they had Dracula X. Dracula, yeah, Dracula X, X. Yeah. yeah, which is a weird like not a port of rondo of blood but like almost like a reimagining of rondo of blood on Super kind of, yeah kind of like a, like a remake made like a year later it's a weird thing <laughs> it is really weird but and rondo of blood is a probably my favorite castlevania game but dracula x is a fascinating thing to have and i'm glad yeah. people can try that out but again Advanced Collection, again, has a cool... Like, I like the sound chip thing. I think that's pretty cool and worth shouting out, but mm-hmm. doesn't say I, on this list. I think the two problems I have with it are, one, it feels really weird to have Aria Sorrow and not Dawn of Sorrow as well. Yeah. Um, it's I a would, direct sequel. Yeah, Aria, like, it would be really cool to play those DS Castlevania games, because the DS Castlevania games are really good. And yeah. Capcom figured it out for... Um, like the zero slash ZX collection uh, that came out a while ago that Mm. you can play um, ZX and ZX advent. Like they figured out the second screen stuff. Well, and almost all of those Castlevania games just have a map on the second screen. It would be really easy to do. Um, Also, the other problem is when you have four games on this and one of them is circle of the moon, which is just a shit game. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was that the one you bounced off of, Jen? Yes, that's the one I bounced off of hard, just because it is incredibly unfairly hard. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, I would love to be able to play Aria of Sorrow, um, Portrait of Ruin, and Order of Ecclesia, you know. Portrait of Ruin, the best Castlevania. Portrait of Ruin is really fun, and not just because you can hit the X button and make him go, Jonathan, Charlotte, Charlotte, Jonathan, 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 Charlotte, 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 Charlotte. Like, like you know, I just have, I just have a very, you ever have, like, very specific sense memories of playing games and locations? Uh-huh. I, I remember getting it from a GameStop, and I was staying at my grandmother's house, I was sitting on her porch just playing Portrait of Ruin and just hitting that Jonathan and Charlotte button. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, fun game. Really good. Um, underrated, I think. Uh, so I think that I, I feel like we should have four games on here total because like there's two left that we haven't really talked about that I think are like that deserve to be on here. <laughs> so all right so, for, for the people at home, the things that we have on list just so for people to follow along. We have Death Stranding still on here, Greatest Attorney Chronicles, the Famicom Detective Club games, um, Re- Near Replicant, and Quake. 
Yeah. So at as it stands right now, we need to make two cuts. Or if, we could decide not to do two. We could just or, do. Um, here's what I'm gonna say: is Quake is just Quake. I don't care. Well, Quake is what they did with Quake was really impressive. Like, which is because I, I played it, I couldn't tell what they do. So they basically took Quake, this game that like, if you tried playing Quake on a PC for the past like. 10 or so years like it was a pain in the ass because you had to go and find a way to manually insert the songs you had to mess around with stuff to make it play and look like the original and all that like what night dive have done here is that they released it on four platforms simultaneously this new version they made all of them play nicely with one another so you could do cross-platform and stuff they released two fantastic new sets of ma- um, sets of episodes for people to play through. Like, they've added unique features for each version of the game. Like, Switch and the PS4 slash PS5 have the um, gyroscope stuff, and uh, did they, they just... bring? Did they real quick? Did they bring back the like the? Um... Who's the Nine Inch Nails guy? Trent Reznor? Yeah, Trent that Reznor. Did they get the Trent Reznor soundtrack back? Yes, that soundtrack just works now. You don't need to do any sort of file finagling to make it work. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like, the the stuff they've added in, they continue to add new th- stuff to it. Like, they added a horde mode to it recently. They added an option where you can switch something and suddenly you're playing how it looked on the Nintendo 64 with the Aubrey Hodges soundtrack that was unique to the Quake 64. Um, and they keep adding mods here and there. It's And they also added like 4K and HDR support to like um, the Xbox Series X and PS5 version, I believe. Yeah, and like to, to say that re- they revitalized Quake would be... Would be a bit unfair to like all the mod community that's been doing stuff with quake for years and even in the past few years like they've seen a huge resurgence completely separate from this re-release but like it's just really impressive what they did with this game okay i can cut uh death Stranding. okay uh i don't i'd like i played that quake remaster and it did absolutely nothing for me but i I have to recognize the amount of work they did yeah the way that they have preserved quake and can you do private servers like on like this new version i'm pretty sure i'll have to look into that right but it's like and also here's like kind of the cool thing i like if you have like the original quake like release on steam or whatever you could still play that they don't do like if you wanted to like you know mess with like the kind of weird release that load release they don't do that thing where it's like oh we have a new release and we're just gonna you know wipe the old releases off the face of the planet yeah that and they like gave everyone who had the old version a copy of the new one for free which is like that's a really cool move that Mm -hmm. you know you already have Quake, and if you bought Quake already on Steam or whatever, you're a pretty big Quake fan, and like they're like, hey, have this incredibly well put together, well realized, remastered version of like possibly the greatest way to play, like one of the most like influential shooters of all time, like just do it, you know? And they just, yeah, it's really cool. 
Like, I don't even have that much affection for Quake, but I can recognize how much effort they put in to, like, make this work. Quake 3 is the only entry in the series that needs to exist. But congratulations, <laughs> Quake, for making the list. Um, I th- I am going to lose the fight to cut near Replicant. But... I want to... Okay, so... They didn't include Papa Nier. I know they did as DLC who fucked like as a like a single DLC scenario. If you'd had the option to choose at the beginning, I would there I would have no argument, even though I don't like this game at all. But so, the okay. fact that they buried the legacy of one of the Nier games, I think, is shitty. Well, I wouldn't say that they buried it so much because like they added Within the most recent round of the backwards compatibility stuff, they did bring like that original Xbox 360 near um, onto the Xbox Series X and Xbox One X and all that in terms of backwards compatibility. So like that version is still being sold. That version's not going anywhere. Sure, but, but that is not like part of the near replicant version 1.2247. Four four eight seven one three nine release, and also as Microsoft said themselves, their latest round is ones that they kind of had to like beat pe- browbeat people to let them release. The fact that it took until now is because they had to really work for it. So, like, what we well, so what we are trying to judge right now is the near replicate version release that we got, which is still like it's. I didn't play it, mm-hmm. but I know it means a lot to you, Jen. Like, I remember we were still in that shitty apartment in Vienna and just, um, you know, like, I remember you coming home and you were playing it and you were crying and well in the scenes. Like, it was still, like, affecting you. Yeah, like, they've gone, they have basically taken this game and they rewrote all the localization and redid all the voice lines like with the original cast wherever they could and they've written a bunch of new stuff for it too to the point where like there was a point where i started seeing certain lines and i was i was so convinced that they were part of the original until like something wild happened with one of the characters that they added in but like until then i thought that it was just like oh yeah, this was part of the game before, I just forgot. (laughs) And then that turned out to not be the case. Like, they've stayed so true to, like, the voice of that original script while still adding to it, and everyone is still giving it their all. Like, all the performances are still top-notch. But more importantly, like, the things they do add make the story complete in a way that it didn't feel complete before. Like... At a certain point, it is addressing the previous version, which is why I think they have been very clear about not calling it a remake or a remaster. It is, in a specific way, almost a sequel to that original Nier in terms of what it's doing. But, uh, yeah, just seeing... It it took... It was a pain in the ass to, like, get to the actual new and stuff that they added but like when i got there it was just so emotionally affecting and beautiful that they just amplified all of the best parts about that original near and even if they found even if they didn't include papa near as an option and they didn't uh polish away some of the parts that probably could have used a look or two like some of the side quests are just downright awful still but uh 
yeah, it's... When I got to the end, it gave me a catharsis I didn't even know I was looking for in terms of the story. And, like, that is something special for bringing back an old game like this. All right. I, hmm. I don't care about anything on this list. <laughs> Wait, you didn't like Great Ace Attorney Chronicles? It's solid. I don't know. It's more Ace Attorney. It's decent. It is. I think, um. I mean, listen, some, you know, this is just the year of re-releases was not skewed towards six. This happens. I just, so, <laughs> hmm. just don't have a, I don't have a dog. I mean, so, I do think Grace Attorney should probably win, but. So, I think, like... Well, let's talk about Great Ace Attorney Chronicles real quick. Um, we, we've kind of been talking around it, but... Great Ace Attorney Chronicles is a... It's more than just, like, a return to form for the Ace Attorney series. It's kind of reminding people, like, why they liked Ace Attorney in the first place. Because, you know, I played... Like, the last major release before this re-release of Great Ace Attorney Chronicles was... Um, you know, Spirit of Justice, and man, Spirit of Justice is a pretty weak game, all things considered, and yeah. I, I still distinctly remember Miguel's Novel Not New episode uh, about Spirit of Justice and wondering, it's like, is Ace Attorney good? And then Great Ace Attorney Chronicles comes out and reminds people, it's like, oh yeah, Ace Attorney is great. <laughs> like, there's tons of like great characters, they've done um, a lot of work to kind of Again, get this, you know, it's more than just getting it running on, like, modern hardware. They've, like, up the models and stuff. Like, it looks great, sounds great. Um, it is that, it's really well translated. Um, it, like, I think, though, I, although I'm thinking, I'm looking at this list, I'm thinking about, like, the, like, the four we have here. And I wanted to, like... Say, like, I think, I, I personally think right now, here's here's what I'm thinking right now. I actually think, like, Famicom Detective Club might be our winner. I don't think it can be because they didn't make any changes to the gameplay, and I know that was a deliberate choice, but also, this is the point where we get to say it was the wrong choice. Yeah, there's, like, it, it is, it does still maintain the historical significance by letting you know how they played, but... The way you progress through Famicom Detective Club is hitting all the various options, sometimes hitting them multiple times without getting a hint that you need to hit it multiple times, and just fumbling your way through. And it's fine in that regard just because, like, they're relatively short games. You are like, okay, it comes with the territory for an NES game and all that, but uh, it does kind of make it a slog to play at times. Hmm. I see. Like, I, I think... Uh, I could say we could keep this top four. But also, at the same time, like... Just kind of looking at, it, like, you know... I think about, like, the type of work that, like, Quake and Nier did. Mm -hmm. And those put in, like... Like, Nier being kind of like a, not only just like sort of a re-release of Nier, but also comes being like an almost reimagining of it. Um, like, 
kind of like creating like this complete story is like really i think that's something to like to be celebrated and i think quake like look at this like quake is like the most remake of like these four you know like um if that makes any sense i mean i don't think it is though i mean i think it it has a ton of work done but Mm -hmm. fundamentally it's still the quake engine it's just that the quake engine is immaculately well coded and scales well i don't think also you can like undercut it's not it's not fair to undercut the fact that famicom detective club and great ace attorney are welcome backs for for series and and like like things that like neither of those games had come out in the United States before. Maybe if we were in Japan and we'd played these before, this would be a different conversation. But like Great Ace Attorney are games that we had been looking forward to playing for ages and just assumed we would never get. Famicom Detective Club is a beautiful introduction to classics that we were never allowed to touch. Yeah. yeah. And not only that, like, the people who wrote and directed uh, Famicom Detective Club, like, they want, they went on to have, like, releases that hit both in the U.S. and Japan big time. Like, Yoshio, Shak- Yoshio Sakamoto, like, after this, he went on to do Metroid. <laughs> like, it's, I feel like it's important to, like, have a, an easy way to play these games and, like, see where these people came from, essentially. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I would love it if, like, the success of Famicom Detective Club, this new release, got, like, some team at Nintendo to get back together and be like, hey, let's make a new one of these in this style, but, like, like keep the, like, visuals, keep the audio, that sort of thing, but tell the, like, you know, modernize some, like, things about it. Mm-hmm. Um but, like, it would be really cool to see more Famicom Detective Club. And I know Capcom has also said, like, with the success of Great Ace Attorney, you know, they're saying, like, hey, do y'all want more Great Ace Attorney? To which I think the answer to that is a resounding yes. <laughs> Mine um, is a resounding, I'm not sure who's writing it this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, Sh- if Shutakumi is back, yeah, if I'm on board writes it, Yes, um... <laughs> Yeah, like, that kind of seems to be the thing, because I think about, like, you know, Ace Attorney games in general, like, I've pretty much played them all, and it's like, the best ones really are the ones written by Shutakumi. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you know, Dual Destinies is okay, but, like, Great Ace Attorney is just, like I said, this incredible reminder of, like, why people love Ace Attorney, like, why you should care about Ace Attorney. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say, like, when you're looking at some of the old, some of the more modern releases of Ace Attorney, it's easy to forget, like, the original premise of Ace Attorney was that Japan's criminal justice system is so fucked that it has accelerated to the point where trials have to be resolved in three days, or else they just go away forever. And like, that kind of faded into the distance until like Great Ace Attorney came out, and by the first case, it's immediately going through the fuck fucking throat with social commentary in a way that like Mm -hmm. the other entries had kind of shied away from as time went on yeah like the even the original trilogy of like of ace attorney um it played more into the like cartoonish nature of the world to tell like a pretty dramatic story um like i still really loved ace attorney 2 that's still probably like my favorite entry in the series but like man great ace attorney is so fucking good if i have uh a bit of a, a a problem with great ace attorney 
it is true that it brings back the political political commentary but in this time and place i find it a little bit uncomfortable to make this game about how bad all these forward influences are on japan that makes me a little uncomfortable yeah i guess you're right there's been a lot especially right now when there's been a gigantic resurgence in far-right nationalist parties like the final fantasy artists have been doing like propaganda for these groups and mm-hmm. it's real uncomfortable but mm-hmm. yeah yeah but looking at this list i mean to me m- my feeling is that um it is these four we are doing a top four yeah i think um, like i i just wanted to say like the the passion that we have for these four games i think is like i think it's okay to like have a top four because mm-hmm. like i wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable cutting any of these four because i think these four games represent the best of what you know you can do with a remake you know yeah and to me it's between near replicant and great ace attorney um and i would want jen to decide that because i don't feel like i have enough of a dog in this race um i don't think it's famicom detective club because of the lack of like gameplay improvements that they did that mm-hmm. i feel like are, are kind of a, a kind of a sore on the game and i don't think it's quake because i played it and i didn't know <laughs> yeah which <laughs> i was like oh great some... they ported quake that's nice <laughs> which on some level though like i mean granted that requires like a little bit of understanding of like how fucked up it was to like port quake previously it's like how much of an astounding achievement it is to just get quake running on like modern like play nice with modern hardware true but, but I also i was bored <laughs> i was Fair. like i should just play doom <laughs> now if night dive got the quake 3 that would be us that'd be great but maybe they'll get there maybe they'll get there yeah um, i mean quake 3 or still runs great quake 3 quake 3 still runs great yeah you don't need yeah. a remaster and Quake Live technically exists, though it often, often feels like <laughs> Quake Live. It, it often feels like it's in a state of like brokenness that uh, is kind of unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like if I'm the deciding factor for this sort of stuff, I definitely feel like what they did with Neo Replicant to kind of bring that story, like to really do it justice and address some of the things that the first one could have done better or could have done more of um it really holds a special place in my heart and i am incredibly thankful that they revisited it yeah i'm fine with that if curia is i think i'm fine with that too and my reasoning is like for near replicant like it's they've done the things that we've talked about on other games on this list of like you know remastering bringing like an old game back to like a modern context that people can just you know play on modern hardware but they really took a hard look at the story and were like what could we do to like not necessarily like right the wrongs of the original game but to like make it more holistic and make it like just make it you know it's kind of like the ideal version of a remake that is sort of something that like exists in like how the game exists in your memory and like you said jen the fact that you were saying that like oh there are lines in this game that i could have sworn were in the original and they weren't i think that's an incredible achievement like Mm -hmm. to be able to seamlessly add these sorts of things to a story as beloved as like near is and be able to make it you know 
like, you know, not to trick you or whatever, but to, like, convince you that, like, you know, they were able to add things and it just seamlessly made it work. I think Near Replicant is probably the best, you know, game of this list and is worth celebrating. And it has, like I said, it has all the elements of what the other games do exceptionally well here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations to Near Replicant version 1.22474487139 Ellipsis, our winner for Welcome Back, runners up, the great Ace Attorney Chronicles, Famicom Detective Club, the girl that stands behind in the missing air, and Quake. There we go. Um, we'll have we'll have more categories, we'll have more awards, um, and it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> You don't sound too convinced about the fun part. <laughs> Listen, I just got to add a stinger, right? I got to add something for people to grapple with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. All right. But until next time, folks, peace out. See ya. Later. <laughs>